This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Freelance Friday podcast. I hope you all are doing really well. All good over here. I've got some exciting news to share today, and I also am excited to do a podcast all about video creation and why it's something that you might want to invest some time and maybe even some money into this year. And especially right now, while a lot of us, not all of us, thank you, essential workers, but a lot of us are kind of working from home and can't really leave. Now might be a really good time to shoot some videos for yourself. So let's let's hop into the announcement. If you've been following along on my Instagram stories, this won't be news to you, but I just launched my video for business course. This is a course that I decided to create kind of about three weeks ago, and I'm really proud of myself for actually launching it in a really short period of time. With that said, short period of time does not mean that it's not good stuff. This has been stuff that I've kind of been marinating on for the past several years. Uh, I get asked about video all the time. I think probably 99% of you probably found me from a YouTube video. I'd be very shocked to hear if anyone else found me any other way. That's, that's the majority of the way that I have grown my following. And not only that, but I'm also trained in video. I went to school for film and video and I've been editing videos professionally or in a classroom setting for over a decade now. So that's a really long time. So I've given tons of talks and presentations and done workshops on video, but I've never done a course. And uh, let me be honest. I, the reason that I didn't is because I felt like I wasn't a real cinematographer, you know, like who am I to talk about video? And I'm not, to be honest, like I don't do perfect videos. Sometimes I look up my videos. I'm like, um, Latasha, your white balance was off on your camera the entire time, or this sounds terrible. Like it doesn't sound amazing. And that's exactly why I wanted to make this course. Because even with that said, Listen, there is a time and a place for super polished, amazing, well-produced video. And to be to be clear, when I shoot for clients, I do make sure they're perfect. <laughs> when I shoot for myself, it's kind of when I'm like, oh, you know, I have a spare hour to do this and I kind of start to get a little lazy, let me be honest. But anyway, there 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 is a time and a place for really polished content, right? But I wanted to make this course because I don't produce perfect content and you don't need to either. You don't need to be the best of the best of the best to get your message across and to share your story through video. And and I thought about it and I was like, wait, that that's actually exactly what I want to get across because sometimes I I watch all kinds of film, you know, YouTube channels and things like that that are way better at production than I am and I learn so much from them. But sometimes I can actually walk away feeling a little bit intimidated and this is no shade to them, like they're amazing. But sometimes it can be like, you know, well they have like a $5,000 lighting kit. Like I even though I love video and I think it's important, I'm not going to invest in that. Or you know, they they're just so good. They've been doing this for so long or they have this filming environment that's literally perfect for shooting. I have to film in in my office that 
doesn't have windows or, you know, whatever it is. And it can be a little bit intimidating. So I wanted to make something that was a little bit more realistic for folks who are just kind of diving into video and just want to improve a little bit without being, you know, the best cinematographer or videographer on the planet. So really excited about that. I hope it helps you guys. It's something I get questions about all the time. And I am really happy that I finally put everything down to paper. So if you want to check it out, you can just go to latashajames.com slash resources. I'm also going to have a link, a direct link in the show notes that you can check out. I wanted to make sure that this was a really affordable course as well. So it's only 25 bucks. I wanted it to be super accessible, especially during this time when a lot of people are you know, like I said, some people are at home wanting a little extra something to do. Some people may be struggling with new ways to promote their businesses if they've lost business. So I wanted to make sure it was nice and affordable. And the last update before we get into the content is I also finally, I don't know why I didn't do this before. I'm like kicking myself for, for not doing this before, but I have also enabled PayPal as a payment on my course website. So if you're from anywhere in the world and you use PayPal, you should be good. I know when I buy stuff online. I, if I'm on my phone, I'm not pulling out my debit card. So hopefully this makes it a little bit more accessible. So yeah, let's hop into how I actually make time for this video content. First, I guess I should probably say why I make time for video content, because listen, I am busy just like you guys probably are. I have a million things going on at all times. I'm running basically two businesses. I have a personal life somewhat. I have family, you know, I have all kinds of things going on. You know, I have clients that have very time sensitive needs and things like that. The reason that I make in a time investment and a financial investment in video is because video works. Video is the one thing for me that has kind of been tried and true. I'll be honest, I've had hits and misses with Facebook ads. I've had hits and misses with uh, doing public speaking, podcast interviews, this podcast in general. Uh, but video has pretty much always been consistently something that works. I measure success for myself and for my business by a couple of things. Obviously, revenue is is number one and, and new clients earned. But I also measure success by traffic. And at any given month, YouTube accounts for between 60 to 90% of my site traffic. Just really depends. I was actually kind of surprised because this past month, March, it was only 62% of my traffic. For some reason, I had a lot of Google traffic this month, so I'm not sure what that is. I did do a couple of interviews for like larger publications and was featured on some things. So I'm wondering if maybe that's why. But other months, there will be, you know, there will be times when YouTube is 80% of my traffic, 90% of my traffic. And I actually don't have good data for this, so I, I unfortunately can't give you an actual number, but I would hazard a guess that like 90% of my actual clients that I sign are also from YouTube. Like actual people who decide to go ahead and commit and, and convert, I would say a large majority of them, especially for coaching. I don't know that I've ever gotten a coaching client who hasn't found me on YouTube. I think they have all said that they have found me first on YouTube. So uh, that's why why I continue to invest the time into YouTube. It's also, you know, a lot of fun, blah, blah, blah. But for now, let's talk about business. I, I absolutely love it. And I would do it if I didn't make sales from it and didn't get paid for it. But uh, the fact that I do obviously makes it viable for my business. So it's definitely something that I encourage people to try. Now, with that said, I will also add the disclaimer that it is a long game. And I just want to be really clear about that. I think that sometimes people see the success that I've had or the other, you know, creators or business people I've had on a platform like YouTube. The thing about YouTube is that it is 
it's a search engine. It's and it's a social platform in its own right, but it's also a search engine and it takes time to build up the search authority and to start ranking for certain terms. I did not on day one land on the first page of YouTube results for the term social media manager, but today chances are nine times out of 10, I do. If you want to test it out in your browser, you can, but that took time. That took like many videos, many attempts of me trying to rank for that term a lot of viewers, a lot of time since on the platform. So I just like to say that just because no, if you upload one video tomorrow, even if you take my course and you do everything right and you upload one video tomorrow, you probably are not going to sign a new client the, the minute after uploading that video or even the day or even the week. It might be something that you want to create like three month goals for, you know, quarterly goals for say, Hey, by three months into my YouTube channel, if I haven't seen traffic increase by X amount, then maybe it's not something that's worth continuing to invest in. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely not something like a Facebook ad where you can get a conversion the next day. So I just want to be clear about that. Um, okay. Anyway, now that I've rambled, let's, (laughs) let me not ramble anymore. Tip number one on how I am able to make time for my YouTube or for video content in general is that I plan videos in advance. I think this is super important. I always have a running list of videos that I can film, that I want to film, that I want to research, that kind of thing. And I talk about this in having a YouTube SEO video on my YouTube channel. And one of my big tips in that video is that you should always have your video title in mind before you sit down to film a video. And that is because of search. You know, you want to make sure that you're choosing search friendly titles. The difference between I like cats and I like, um, I don't even know, like a breed of cat, uh, Bengal, is that a breed? Bengal cats or Siamese cats or whatever. Those are two very different search terms. And I can guarantee you the more specific one, the more niche keyword is going to be a better thing to try to rank for than I like cats or I like food. It's important to have those things in mind, right? Because saying best restaurants in the United States versus best restaurants in Detroit or best restaurants in Michigan are very different video types. So what I do is I use my notes app. That's where 90% of my videos start. And, you know, I don't know, I'll just be reading a magazine or sitting on the couch or watching TV or just doing nothing in the shower and I'll come up with an idea or I'll get a question from you guys too. A lot of times I'll get a DM from you guys or I'll get a comment under another one of my videos from you guys and I'll be like, oh, I should do a video on that. So I'll type it into the notes app, start there. And then my, my MacBook and my notes app on my phone are connected. So when I log on to my computer the next day, when I have some extra time to do content calendar planning, then I'll go into my search engine optimization tool, which is called TubeBuddy. You can sign up at tubebuddy.com slash Latasha if you want. It's a great tool. And I will type in whatever that idea was and start to get an idea for this, the more SEO friendly title that I want to craft that into. And then from there, I'll probably go into Evernote and I'll, I'll jot down an outline, you know, a a pretty simple outline, nothing too crazy. I'm not big on scripting my videos personally. I'm pretty comfortable in front of the camera now, but when I first started, I probably could have benefited from scripting my videos, but now I'll just do some bullet points and I'll be like, Hey, best restaurants in Michigan. And I'll Say I want to make sure that I have three from Metro Detroit, three from West Michigan, a couple in Northern Northern Michigan, whatever, and kind of go from there. 
So I always have in Evernote or in my notes app, I always have some type of a video draft ready to go so that when I do find myself with some extra time, today is an example of that. I actually shot two videos today because I just finished up some client work. I was in a good mood. Um, you know, I felt good. I've had a headache for the past few days. So I was actually feeling pretty energized and like, I want to make the most out of today because I had video ideas already in the queue. All I had to do is pull up my notes app and pull up my Evernote and I had ideas ready to go. So doing that is really helpful because you're not wasting time in the moment to find things to talk about, right? Tip number two is to use a production schedule if you can. So I think I've gotten a little bit off track with this just because of like the coronavirus and I recently moved. So I haven't really fully known when I was going to be able to make videos. Usually though, I try to designate a certain day of the week or day of the month to this. And what I do is I use a spreadsheet in Airtable. Airtable is a, it's just a spreadsheet website that I recently kind of started using. I'm going to link it down in the show notes. And also in my new course that I just launched, I actually share the exact production schedule template with you guys. So you can just copy and paste it. But if you aren't buying the course, you can easily just create your own. But I use a similar schedule for my blogs and articles that I write for my websites as well and clients, their podcasts, their websites, things like that. So anyway, what I do is I write out the title, you know, the SEO friendly title. I have a column for how searchable it is and and that helps me decide how important that video is. So if it's like probably not going to do very well, that won't be a huge priority for me. But if it's like, oh my gosh, this is a hot topic. This is something that I need to produce. Then I'll make sure to put that to the top so that I know the next chance that I have to film, I'm going to film that one. And then the ones that are lower search priority that are just kind of something I've been wanting to do or just for fun or just more for my community. Those will just be things that I can do when I have the extra time. Um, And then I also have obviously dates that I'm going to film and then dates that I want it to go live. And this really helps me just to stay on track and make sure that I am hitting those targets of at least uploading once per week. I really would like to get to the point where I'm, where I'm uploading a YouTube video twice or three times per week. But right now, realistically with my client load and with everything that's going on in my life and, you know, for, for better or for worse, once is what I got. So anyway, I just want to make sure that I'm consistent. And I think this is a big tip that I have for new creators is being consistent is key. Whether that's once a week, once a month, uh, you know, twice a week, as long as you are producing content on a semi schedule, and I don't have a designated, you know, dedicated schedule where I'm like, I am producing videos every Monday or every Friday. I don't. Uh, but people know at least if I haven't heard from her in seven days, I might want to check on her, you know? And I think that's important because building up an audience, it's building up a relationship. If you were used to hearing from your friend every week and all of a sudden they just kind of started to ghost you, you'd be like, Hey, what's up? Like this relationship doesn't, it feels off. Something is weird. And it's the same thing with building up any type of community. So that's, a big tip that I have is being consistent and having a production schedule really helps me do that. So again, I use Airtable and I have that exact schedule in the new course, but you can just go to Airtable and create your own too. My next tip is to treat yourself like a client. And I've said this before about other things. It's really hard to do. But again, if I look at the data and the data says the majority of people who sign a contract with me found me on YouTube, 
I know that I need to keep doing that. It's not really, it's non-negotiable if I want my business to survive. Now, obviously I want to diversify too, because if God forbid something did happen to YouTube or I didn't want to do videos anymore, I wouldn't want to have to rely on that. But with that said, it is a very strong uh, avenue for me. And so I can, you know, it, it, it makes sense, right? If a client said, oh my gosh, all of our traffic is coming from YouTube or 50 or 60 or 70 or 80% of it is, you would never tell them, you know what, let's just skip YouTube this week. Think about it. Like I would never do that. If my client was getting that many leads from YouTube, I would be like, let's do more. Let's prioritize this. This is what's working. Let's pull the lever on this. So you got to treat yourself like your own client and listen to your own advice really. And that's really all I have for that tip. It's, it's pretty straightforward. Tip number four is to get good at editing and, or outsource your editing because shooting a video. Okay. I, I think I'm in the minority here, to be honest. I actually hate shooting videos or I, w- I don't want to say hate cause I kind of like it, but like, it's not my favorite and it's not the area that I'm the strongest at production wise either. It's always been that way. Even in school, when I was you know, studying video, I was always like, I don't understand sound. Like it's so hard for me and I don't understand lighting. And I never liked shooting. Um, I liked being on camera, but I didn't like setting up to film, but I will edit all day every day, love editing, favorite thing ever, which is why I am also a video editor for my clients. So anyway, find what you're good at. I guess I'll say that, you know, if you're really good at editing, then maybe it's you're hiring somebody to help you set up and to help you uh, do the production work. Or if you're opposite from me, which I think most people tend to be this way, most YouTubers are at at least, or people who like to be on video, most people like to film or at least don't mind it, but it's the editing part that's really tedious for them. So learn as best as you can about editing, get to know your editing software, get to know those keyboard shortcuts. If you are trying to be more efficient at editing, I'm telling you, I see people edit without keyboard shortcuts and it blows my mind. I could not (laughs) do what I do without my good old command B, command V, all those things. So learn those on whatever program you're, you're using. Again, in my course, I do go through a very in-depth iMovie tutorial, which is I did iMovie because iMovie is like the easiest editor to learn for most people. But at the same time, most of the processes are the exact same for most other editors as well. So I actually use Final Cut Pro for my day-to-day editing, but I think pretty much all of the keyboard shortcuts on iMovie and Final Cut are the same. So even if you're using a program like Final Cut, the iMovie tutorial should still be very helpful for you. Uh, but yeah, even if you're using something else, Premiere or Sony Vegas or LumaFusion or whatever it is, look up tutorials on YouTube, you know, spend a day really getting to know your editor and getting really quick and efficient at it. Because once you get that stuff down, it can be almost like, you know, I mean, every video is going to be different. It's not like a template per se, but it gets to be a very routine thing and it becomes easier and easier with every video that you edit. Like I said, you can also hire somebody. So if you are like, this is taking up all my time. I talked to somebody recently who said that it took them like 16 hours to edit a, like a 10 minute video. And I was like, no, no, <laughs> I don't care how good that video is. Please don't do that. And I mean, unless you're literally entering a film festival or something, you know, a 10 minute video shouldn't take you any longer than a couple, you know, a few hours, a few hours, I would say. 
Uh, for me, I can add it really, really quickly. If I really want to get very artsy and creative with it, it might be, take me like six hours or something, but definitely not 16. So if you're feeling like you're spending so much time editing and you're not seeing those results yet, you're not, you know, making a thousand dollars per video or anything like that, outsource it. I do video editing for my clients. There are lots of other video editors out in the world too. You don't have to work with somebody like me, but definitely at least explore that because if it's six hours or 10 hours that you could be spending with your client making more money, I'm going to tell you to go where the money is. You know, don't, don't waste your time on something that's taking you forever. And then the last tip that I have for making time for videos is repurposing. I do not reinvent the wheel every time I shoot a video. It might seem like it. And if it does, that's a good thing. That means that I'm, I'm doing my job. But if I make one YouTube video, I try my best to repurpose it in multiple different ways. Meaning I will turn it into a podcast easily just by using my podcasting microphone while I'm recording the video. Boom, extracting the audio, maybe adding a different intro and outro. We're good. We've got a podcast and a video now. And it works really nicely when I do that because it actually it actually exposes my audiences to those different content forms as well or content types. On my last podcast YouTube video that I produced, uh, I got a comment saying like, oh my gosh, I had no idea you had a podcast. I'm like, I've had a podcast for like two years. I've talked about this so much. But if they're a new subscriber, they might not have known that and vice versa. If you're a new podcast subscriber who just found me by browsing, which I would be shocked if anyone does. I don't know. Let me know, you guys. I would love to actually hear how you guys find the podcast because that's something I don't have a lot of data for. So if if you feel chatty during this isolation period, feel free to tweet me or Instagram me at the Latasha James. Let me know how you found the podcast. I'm really curious. But anyway, if you are one of those people who listens to the podcast and didn't know I have a YouTube channel and I talk about it in that podcast, boom, there you go. It's cross promotion. And then I also will do things, I don't do this so much for myself, but I definitely do for clients where I will transcribe the audio of either a podcast or a video or both using a tool like otter.ai or there's some great paid ones out there too, like Rev. And I will make a blog post out of it. I will add captions to it. I will, you know, really give it kind of endless life that way, especially for evergreen content, meaning content that's going to make sense six months from now. Maybe I wouldn't do that for something that is just kind of a fad or a trend or something I just wanted to talk about that week. But if it's something that's going to make sense and going to be searchable in six months, why not turn it into a blog post as well? Why not turn it into a newsletter? Why not turn it into an ebook? Like whatever it is, turn it into something else. And then I also use those YouTube videos to populate my other social channels. So some other pillar platforms for me right now are LinkedIn. I'm really looking to grow my LinkedIn presence and produce more content on there. It's an area where a lot of my prospective clients like to hang out. So I try my best to, you know, be, be consistent on that platform. Instagram is a platform that is also very visual. So if I have a cool video clip that I can share on Instagram or Instagram TV or my Instagram stories, I will share with there as well. So that's just another, another way that I find it, you know, I can justify the time spent on YouTube videos because all these other platforms are quote unquote, a must. I mean, you can define social media on how important it is to your business. But I think for somebody like me, who has a creative agency, who does social media consulting, who does video work, you know, it is important. I have to have somewhat of a social presence. So if I have to do it anyway, I might as well do video stuff and make 
one piece of content that can spread across all of these other channels. And I guess that's another thing I should say, which isn't really a tip, but is definitely a how or why you should do video is it serves as my portfolio. I mean, I'll share video content that I've done for other clients if people ask for it, but a lot of people don't even ask for it. They know that I can edit videos because they've seen my YouTube videos and I have hundreds of them out there. And so they understand my skill set without me even having to showcase client work necessarily. Same thing for speaking gigs. I've been very fortunate to be invited to speak at some incredible events. And honestly, mm, I think only one recently has asked for like a, a reel or an example of my speaking. Most other places that I've been invited to speak have found me again on YouTube and they see, oh, she knows how to talk on YouTube. <laughs> you know, she knows how to give information and, and, and help people out that way. So they don't even need me to like audition, if you will, or try out for it, which is really a blessing. And so that's another, another way that I think it can be really valuable, not just to me, but to you guys too. I know when I'm looking for guests for the podcast, that's one of the things that I look up as well. I want to make sure that guests that I have on the, the podcast are going to really be helpful to you guys, to the listeners and really be concise and be able to share some really good information. So I'll often, if somebody reaches out and they want to be on the show or I, I get somebody in mind, I'll, I'll see if they have any YouTube videos or any Instagram videos or anything where I can kind of get a feel for their speaking style. And that is usually the deciding factor of where like, I'm like, yes, this person is awesome. I need to have them on the show or mm, maybe not a good fit right now. So that's another why. But yeah, that is kind of the the secret behind how I make time for all this content besides batching, which I mean, I've talked about before, so I didn't really add that as one of those tips. But obviously, I mean, I just sat down, like I said today, and I shot two videos and recorded one podcast. So I try my best not to just sit down when I have the time or the space or the setup ready. I try not to just do one piece of content. I try to make the most out of my time. So that really helps me out as well. Cause now I'm not going to have to worry about shooting a YouTube video for two weeks. You know, I have two weeks of content, or if I decide to shoot next week, that'll I'll just be getting further ahead in the schedule. So yeah, I hope this helped you guys out. And again, I would love it. Of course, if some of you guys would check out the video course, if you're looking to start promoting your businesses or helping your clients figure out their video strategy as well. You can go to latashajames.com slash resources and click on video for business. That is my new course and I'm excited for you guys to check it out. So thanks again for listening. And of course, you know, review the show. I love five stars if you are enjoying it and follow me on social at the Latasha James. I think that's it. Talk to you next week. I'm Latasha James and that's it for this episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to review it on iTunes or share it with a friend. This podcast is all about community, so you can also go ahead and head over to the Facebook group. It's called the Freelance Friday Podcast Community, or follow me on social. My handle is the Latasha James across all platforms. I'd love to know what you thought of the episode, and like I said, feel free to share it with a friend, tag a friend, screenshot the episode, and tag a friend. It really helps us grow this community, and my goal is to help as many people through this collective community, become better freelancers and more empowered freelancers. So that's it for the episode. I'll talk to you in the next one. It airs every single Friday. I'll talk to you again then.